You are listening to The Shredcast. No tendies, baby. Yeah. It's the health code for snowboarders. Let's send it. Welcome back to The Shredcast. Everyone, we have Kevin Pierce, also known as Snowboard Pro Camp, if you guys don't know. He's absolutely amazing. We met this past summer out in Mount Hood, and he's one of the first people to ever start doing like YouTube videos on snowboarding, at least to my knowledge, one of the like very few pioneers in that doing like how to snowboard, snowboard vlogs, all of those things in the YouTube realm, and then also on like uh, Instagram and TikTok. So super, super stoked to have you on here and just talk a little bit more about snowboarding. How are you doing today, Kevin? Yeah, I'm doing super well, Kaylee. Yeah, thanks for having me on. And uh, yeah, doing well. It's, it's snowboard season, so always doing good in the snowboard season. Yeah, seriously. Where are you based? Are you in Canada? or? Um, so I am Canadian, uh, and I've spent most of my seasons in Whistler. But uh, last year, I was in Tahoe. Um, and then this year, I'm in Salt Lake City. Uh, wow. So I've basically, yeah, I've been hearing such good things about Utah snow, like the champagne powder. So I thought this season, yeah, give it a, you know, commit to a season and try to experience um, a full season in Utah. So yeah, this season I'm based in Salt Lake City and as a Canadian, I can kind of hang out here for like six months at a time. Oh, that's sick. So I know like this whole year, at least currently, we don't have a ton of snow, at least where I'm at. Is Utah getting hit or is it still kind of like meh over there? I mean, for the most part, it's been pretty dry. Uh, we've had, I would say, although, but we have had like three decent pow days and it has been that like really light, like good snow. So I feel like, yeah, most of North America, we've kind of been struggling with just Mm -hmm. being dry and a little bit warm. Uh, but Utah maybe is doing slightly better than the rest of North America. Like we have had some, a few storms come through some cold temperatures, but Overall, I think it's been yeah like a low snow season, and um, one thing that's kind of saved it is like Woodward Park City is mm-hmm. like has made a ton of snow, so that's been fun to go check that out. Um, but definitely, yeah, we're kind of lacking in the snow here too. Yeah, because Woodward Park City has like their own little resort with chairlifts and stuff, right? It's not just the barn area. Yeah, it's kind of it's like a mini resort just. Um, I think just one chair and a couple like magic carpets, mm-hmm. but they've just been making snow like crazy. So yeah, you can go there and, and it's affordable as well. I think it's one twenty for a month of riding. Oh. Um, and you can, just, and yeah, and you can just do month to month. So like no commitment and that's kind of saved it for, for like, yeah, when the big mountains are kind of, you know, just have maybe a couple runs open um park city has been or sorry woodward park city has been super good yeah it's it's just its own little like hill with uh i mean right now they've got i think like three small jumps three medium jumps a couple large and at least like 30 or 40 jib features so yeah definitely something to keep like the local people occupied and um yeah it's been super fun that's super cool. I've always wanted to check out what I've never been to any Woodward, but like especially Woodward Park City. It just looks like the biggest one out there out of their like whole franchise and just seems super sick. Yeah. I mean, if you're like a part, if you're just hardcore, <laughs> want to ride Terrain Park, it's the perfect place. Yeah. Um, and there, there is actually a beginner area too, which is cool. Uh, but for like the average, if somebody just wanted to go and like ride, you know, ride the mountain and have fun, it's, 
it's like there's not really much terrain outside of like just pure terrain park um so so yeah it definitely has its place of like yeah if you just want to go like train or just if you wanted to hit like the same line and get like some tricks down it's it's perfect for that yeah well in your videos you do like basically a whole lot of everything a lot of like basic carving to skating to like more advanced tricks so what is your favorite would you rather be like all mountain rider do you like the terrain park (laughs) um yeah that's a good I mean like I love all parts of snowboarding for sure like even like I do enjoy making beginner content I like doing yeah trick tutorials it's fun making vlogs but I mean, I think there's just, yeah, something next level about a pow day when you're up in the mountain with your friends and it's kind of like that big mountain riding, mm-hmm. um, especially when it's quiet too. If you can find like that, like for me, my favorite places are like uh, resorts that are a bit off the beaten path that are, are yeah, a bit more quiet. You can just go up, yeah, find some like big mountain lines and, and kind of be off a little bit on your, lo- on your own. That's for me, that's like the best kind of snowboarding um and so i i do i know and it's not maybe that isn't the most useful too for the videos um Mm -hmm. because i mean it's it's maybe not as relatable as um a tutorial or something like that but um but i definitely i enjoy it all even like there's days where i just love making beginner content too Mm -hmm. um but yeah how about yourself would you do you like park or or like free riding yeah well so i'm in arizona so if you've ever been to snowball there's not much there. Okay. <laughs> it's a small mountain, and that's where I learned to snowboard. And I grew up in Southern California, so the only other place was Big Bear. So I'm a little bit of a cool. park rat, just because that's what I've been around most. But I will say, as I like explore more freestyle, I want to get better at like more free ride and all mountain stuff of like freestyle around the mountain. But like at nice. Snowball, we don't have drops really. We don't have like we have a couple tree runs that are fun, and you can like hike up and go find stuff, but for the most yeah. part, it's like pretty limited terrain. But when I went to Jackson Hole, that was probably one of my favorite times because it was preseason. So we couldn't get up to the top or see like all the cool stuff that you'd see at Jackson Hole. But we did like because it was preseason, it was still very empty. So kind of what you're talking about. And you're just like this giant mountain with like known for all of their free ride stuff, just like roaming around all these places. And that was honestly so fun. Just a ton of powder. It was unreal. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, there's something so special about Park too, where like even when we were at High Cascade, when we're just hiking in slushy snow to get like tricks down or to hit a jump or to get something on a box or two, it's it's something yeah. a whole other kind of like part of your brain that gets addicted to mm-hmm. trying to, you know, improve and, and master those things too. So I feel like each part of snowboarding kind of, yeah, it just ignites something different inside of you. So yeah, yeah totally. a, a bit of a bit of everything yeah for real well let's kind of talk about it then how did you get into snowboarding you're Canadian you grew up I'm assuming by Whistler or maybe not like how did you kind of get into all of that no so I actually I grew up on more on the east side of Canada near uh, Toronto and okay. um it's pretty it's pretty flat around there there's some small hills uh, we do have like long cold winters so you can you know, snowboard from, I mean, early December until into March, uh, not the longest season, but yeah, it's like a, just a bitterly, bitterly cold uh, season there. Mm-hmm. Um, and my family wasn't into skiing or snowboarding. Um, I was like 
my my parents got me into sports like baseball hockey like just kind of team sport kind of things mm -hmm. and then I think when like my earliest memory is I remember um I had like a pair of like plastic skis like that my I one of my cousins had or something and we were just like you know strapping them to our shoes and going down the pile of snow at the end of our driveway and uh so did a little bit of that like as a, a small kid and always kind of thought that at that time it was like oh skiing would be really cool to check out and then I think maybe it was like my first year of high school I had a friend who um him and his dad like took me skiing for the first time uh did that for a couple of years and then in high school I had a friend who had some extra snowboard gear and we just went to like our small local hill maybe like 45 minutes away and yeah he taught me to snowboard and that's kind of how I got into it and then it was uh from there luckily my high school had like a, a snow ski snowboard club so every Tuesday there was like a bus that took all of us like up to the mountain or to the hill and it yeah it was it was super fun like it was it was so different to be uh doing something as a like young person that wasn't a competitive sport um, or just like sitting in school or, you know, being in gym class, like the typical ways you kind of like socialize, like as a, as a young person, uh, snowboarding was just different. Like it, it seemed like everyone, you know, everyone was excited to be out there. Um, even in high school, some of the, you know, popular kids in school or like the cool kids, they'd be, you know, riding and they might be asking for like tips or advice. And all of a sudden everyone's just kind of, uh, yeah, talking and get getting along in kind of a different way. And mm -hmm. so for me, yeah, snowboarding was a super special thing that, yeah, it was, it wasn't like, yeah, it wasn't, your parents weren't there. It wasn't part of a team. Um, There's no structure. And I think I, I liked it too, because every time you went to the hill, there was like something to work on. Like mm -hmm. I can remember just getting to the hill and being like, okay, I have to learn to ride switch. So today I'm going to, you know, spend half of my day, you know, trying to ride switch. And um, I think that was kind of unique too, in that you, you were doing something as like a teenager and you were like, for me, I like really wanted to improve on it. Um, and then at the same time, like, yeah, doing it with your friends and just uh, yeah, having a good, good time. And where I was doing it on the East coast too, it's just small hills, but, at that time, I still really appreciated like being outside the, I mean, yeah, just like the beauty of like a snow covered hill with trees and, and all of that kind of stuff. Like I thought that was like really special. And yeah, I mean, did that for, for a few years. And I can remember when I was young too, I would check the snow report and my local hill had like 16 runs. Uh, but the last uh, like resort in, in, in the weather report was Whistler black home. And it would say like 250 runs open of 250. Oh my God. And yeah. So that started to like grow in my, in my brain of like, okay, like I need to, like, I mean, I don't think I really had an early like idea of like actually ever being able to get out there. And it, it maybe seemed just like a, you know, something out of my reach. But it just seemed like that was if I was going to be in Canada snowboarding, then that that was like the best place to do it. So that was yeah. kind of when I was young and first getting into snowboarding, just like a small idea of of like, yeah, Whistler, I got to get out there one day.
Um, but yeah, that's how I got into it. It was just from a friend in high school. That's super cool. Did you like pick it up really fast or were you like struggling with it a lot? I mean, you're saying people were asking for tips. So did you kind of just like take off with it? Um, not really. I think I'm, I mean, when I remember my first few days of snowboarding, it was a lot of falling. It was like really hard to get. I remember, I can remember it being really hard to get my toe turn. Mm -hmm. Um, and I can remember just like the way the run was set up, you know, I could easily do the heel. And every time I went to do my toe turn, like I would, it would just like carry me like towards the trees. Mm -hmm. uh, so that was really difficult. And I remember like every time I got to a flat area, my board underneath me just felt like it was out of control and slippery. And like, I, I couldn't have any control in the flats. Yeah. Uh, so I don't think I was like a natural at it. I think I was, it maybe took me you know, like three kind of full days to, to get my turns down and to feel comfortable. Mm -hmm. um, but one thing I did really like, like it, I thought it was really cool that my friend like was giving me tips and teaching me. Mm -hmm. And so then whenever we had like a new friend come out or if we met somebody on the Hill, then it was kind of a fun thing to then pass that on to the next person and, you know, give them some advice to get their turns down or, mm -hmm. or whatever it was. So, I mean, so I didn't pick it up faster than anyone, but I do think that the the enjoyment of like, you know, teaching or just like giving advice was was there pretty early on. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And it was very different. Like when I did a few a bit of skiing before that, I feel like skiing because it kind of came very easy and there, there wasn't like a learning curve. Mm -hmm. you, you know, you just put skis on and like go down a black diamond straight away kind of thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> that was almost like more competitive, like skiing. It was like, Oh, race your friends or yeah. like, let's see who can like go biggest on a jump. Mm -hmm. uh, we're, we're snowboarding because everyone was kind of struggling with it, like kind of equally. It was more fun to, to just collaborate on like helping each other. Um, and then, yeah, even with uh, the small terrain park we had, it was just talking to your friend, like asking them like, Oh, how did you do that? 180 or, yeah. or, yeah, so that was, uh, I think, what was unique about snowboarding. And, yeah, definitely it was, yeah, it was a struggle. I remember after my first day of snowboarding, my arms were so sore that, like, I couldn't, like, shampoo my hair that night. <laughs> it, was, it was, I was just dead. Yeah, when I went snowboarding for, for the first time, I got my S-turns the first day, but it was, like, the end of the day, like, absolute end of the day. And I was like, cool, I did it. And I came home and I looked at my knees and they were just, like, swollen and red and so bruised from trying to get my toe oh. turns all day I was like whatever worth it I got it <laughs> awesome oh that's that's amazing that you got it did you have like a board sport background at all I mean not really I mean I grew up in Southern California so I surfed a little bit but like horribly and same okay. with skateboarding like I never really did like any actual skateboarding I'd like go ride around the harbor or something I never like went into any sort of park with snow or with skateboarding so kind okay. of but not really okay nice yeah I was just like determined like kind of what you're saying which I think is really unique about snowboarding is that you're there to like work on it with yourself and like mentally battle yourself to improve and I've always mm -hmm. just done like sports like that like very individualized sports where I'm like a perfectionist I'm like I have to get this now and I think that that's like really fun and having like a community side of it to bounce off of people but you're all just kind of working on your own thing and I think like that's honestly super fun like same thing with high cascade when we were there like 
you saw me like pummel myself day after day trying to get the tame dog. It's just like I was in my head. I was like, I'm going to do it. <laughs> that's amazing. Yeah. I, I mean, that's definitely, yeah. I think that's kind of why we met too. Cause I could see like, like, oh, this girl is like so committed to landing this trick. And you were just, I mean, of everybody uh, hiking the jump that day, I think, yeah, you were, everyone was kind of watching you and being like, it's like, oh, like, when is she going to get it? Like, it, it was, know. yeah, it was super awesome to see. And yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you had a few, like, I think there's Close a couple calls. you could say, like, uh, yeah, you could maybe claim it though, just like a little butt check here or there. Yeah. And, but yeah, that was awesome. That was, that was super, super fun. Cool. Well, kind of talking about Whistler a little bit, like Whistler is known as being like a part of snowboard culture, like the place people go, like a lot of big pros will retire there and go into the backcountry and do all this kind of thing. So did you like get into snowboard culture and then you were like, oh, Whistler is like a part of this? Or was it just because you grew up in Canada and knew about Whistler and it's just like a sick big mountain? Um, I think it was because, yeah, it was just like the, like, I think I was more, I don't want to say I was on like the outside, but so when I was in Ontario, like near Toronto, I, I did get into teaching snowboarding out there. Mm -hmm. And, and that was, you know, I loved doing that, um, did it for a couple of years and just wanted to spend all my, all my time at the resort. And yeah, eventually people started talking more and more about Whistler um, and then got an opportunity uh, to go out and teach for a, a spring. And I think like, yeah, when I arrived, I was definitely in over, in over my head a bit. Like it, just the mountain was so huge. Um, I mm. remember my first few laps having to like pull off and like uh, take a break. Um, just, yeah, the runs were just so long. Mm. So I think, yeah, I think it wasn't really that I was, you know, ready or I don't know really how to say it. Like I wasn't, it was just for me, I think it was the place that I felt I needed to go to, to kind of go to that ne next level or like help me to become a better snowboarder where mm -hmm. I could maybe meet some snowboarders that were, you know, better. Like, like you're saying, yeah, there's so many high level pros and, and all, all kinds of things like that going on out there. So yeah, I think for me, I thought I saw it as an opportunity to, to improve my riding, to maybe, yeah, learn how to ride a big mountain like that. And so I think, yeah, it was, I mean, where I came from in Ontario, the hills are just so small at that time, there wasn't even a lot of terrain parks there. So mm -hmm. you didn't have a lot of things like, you know, rails and boxes and tubes. Those were, you're pretty, pretty sparse. Like maybe your mountain would have a few, um, same with jumps. So it was, yeah, it was more like, I just felt like I needed to go someplace that was going to be a challenge and, and maybe the idea too, is that that could possibly launch a career into snowboarding, mm -hmm. um, somehow, uh, because when I was teaching snowboarding in Ontario, I was maybe, you know, I was making $15 an hour, which was amazing for being like, you know, 19 years old and mm -hmm. being able to snowboard and, and make some money like that. Um, but it was, again, it was like a short season. So it wasn't really that, um, you know, you'd have to get other jobs to go along with that. Yeah. And so Whistler seemed like, yeah, that opportunity to, to improve my riding and then possibly just see where snowboarding would take me. And I was, yeah, pretty quickly, like just humbled by the level of riders that were out there, the level of other like 
teachers and coaches um, in the terrain park, yeah, you would see um, just all kinds of pros throwing crazy sevens and nines and tens and, you know, beyond so crazy tricks. And so it was, yeah, it was a very inspiring place to be. I met some, you know, uh, people that became like mentors of mine who, you know, I looked up to and I looked up to the way they taught, how they were snowboarding. Mm-hmm. So that kind of gave me some new goals to work towards of, of learning from, um, from like fellow snowboarders and mentors. Uh, so that was, that was amazing. And, and yeah, it was just the mountain is that those Whistler and Blackcomb just push your riding so much too. It's, uh, for me, it was the perfect place to be an instructor because if you did get like a higher level class, uh, you were, you know, learning along with your students too. Um, I mean, maybe you would be, you know, able to guide them through the train and, and show, show, show them a thing or two, but at the same time, you're able to work on your own uh, techniques. Like if you're riding like a steep double black diamond or dropping cliffs or whatever it was, it was just such an amazing like opportunity to be working on your own riding throughout the day. Mm-hmm. Um, and a lot of uh, students I had too, or who were into, into the terrain park, most of them wanted to learn you know, kind of basics like 180s, 360s. And that was just an op- awesome opportunity for myself too to, you know, as I was teaching them and maybe doing some demos, that was helping me to learn. And mm-hmm. yeah, it was amazing. Just, it was just the perfect uh, place to be challenged and, and to, yeah, learn about snowboarding, learn about the culture, um, meet some of the top pros at the time and uh, kind of see what they were doing. Um, I remember I would see like uh, guys that I was watching in the snowboard movies. Mm -hmm. Like uh, one time at the, in, in lunch, I I saw JP Walker. He was like eating lunch next to me. And I thought that was, I was like, Oh man, I watched this guy like every night on a DVD, like snowboard movie. (laughs) And now he's like, yeah, sitting beside me. And uh, even there was a local crew there. Uh, I mean, you probably know sandbox helmets. Yeah. Um, So they, I mean, they're, I think they've always been a, before they were a helmet company, they just did like movie parts. Okay. Um, and Sandbox Helmets kind of originated there because to ride in in the double black uh, terrain park, you were you had to wear a helmet. So okay. I think the, the the local riders actually made kind of a minimal helmet so that they could ride. And uh, so yeah, I would see those guys all in the park and and yeah, so it was just like inspiration all around, challenges everywhere. So mm-hmm. yeah, that was kind of what got me out to Whistler. That's so sick. So did you start snowboard pro camp once you were out there? Like you were just teaching for a little bit and you're like, I want to move online or how did that all kind of come about? Um, I mean, it was a, yeah, it was a super long process. I think I taught in Whistler for about nine years or mm-hmm. at least nine. It was definitely nine, nine years or more, maybe, maybe 10. And I think the idea of making some video content I had for maybe like, you know, six years into to working there, I started thinking like, oh, it'd be cool to to make a tutorial or maybe, you know, show people like some runs around Whistler Black Home. Mm-hmm. And and I was kind of doing that with my students already. Like I would we would just make um like this was before like phones on your camera. We would just have like point and shoot cameras. This mm-hmm. is before GoPro too. Um, and we just make fun videos of like students dropping clips or 
getting their tricks and putting together mm-hmm. short edits and, and sharing with them on Facebook or whatever. Um, so yeah, the idea of like, and YouTube was kind of just getting started as well, like in 2006 or 2008. Yeah. And when YouTube started, it was, it was kind of, it was like, it was incredible, but it was kind of people like kind of make fun of the fact that like people creators weren't making money, but they were making like likes and views. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you're most like the most famous like YouTuber at the time, you know, maybe they would have like uh, 50,000 likes on a video, but they weren't earning any money. Uh, So it, it was kind of this new thing that was a bit, yeah, like, odd like how yeah how are people doing this is there is it worth doing can you can you like is it sustainable Mm -hmm. um and there and there were some like a few different dvds out um snowboard addiction had a series of Mm -hmm. dvds um i had a friend uh his name was matt belair he did a uh, like a short series and you could just download the videos off of his website Okay. Um, so, so people are kind of like dabbling in like different things with, with, uh, snowboard content. Um, and yeah, at some point throughout teaching, I, I think I started to feel a little bit, uh, not bored, but the challenge burnt or out. the, maybe a bit burnt out and <laughs> yeah, a little bit burnt out and the inspiration, not as maybe as much inspiration as I once had. And, um, I mean, it's not the most like dynamic job too. It's like, you know, sometimes you feel like you're doing the same thing over and over again. Uh, So yeah, I felt like in my late twenties, like I needed a challenge and something, something new to, to, yeah, just to test myself with. Mm -hmm. And, and so, yeah, I think that kind of just fell timed perfectly with YouTube uh, starting to pay creators. Mm -hmm. Um, and I don't think at the time anybody else was doing it. Like I know Snowboard Addiction, they did have their DVDs for sale. Um, uh, my friend Matt, he did have his website, but there were like there were some like snowboard tutorials, and they were part of a like there was like how to channels where there would mm-hmm. be like a collection of how tos. They'd be like you know how to fix your 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 sink, how to like fix yeah. your like how to change a tire, and they'd be like how to pick a snowboard jacket um so i could yeah so i remember seeing those videos and thinking and they were getting like millions of views at the time uh so when i started seeing like okay there's actually a way to monetize it people were earning money and there was like a big demand for for snowboard content Mm -hmm. uh so yeah i started doing i started just uh i think i'd go out with like a friend um, may, maybe like buy them lunch or something for help, helping me helping me film yeah and then and then yeah just starting to put out content that was uh what I thought was like the most valuable content just from knowing that that's what students want, want my students wanted to learn mm-hmm. so like a beginner series some basic tricks um and then some just basic like gear knowledge mm-hmm. and yeah I think the first season it was like I was doing that while I was teaching snowboarding and that was kind of difficult just to manage the time and then the next my like second year of YouTube I yeah quit my uh full-time teaching job and then just decided to go full-time YouTube uh which was a huge risk and I think you know I think I lost a lot of money probably the (laughs) first season um but yeah it was that was kind of like the the jumping off point um around 20 around 2012 
Okay. Wow. So you've been in it for 10, 11 years? Yeah. 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 <laughs> crazy. That's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny too, because the I started snowboarding six years ago. And I remember like I didn't start until I moved out to Flagstaff. So I was in college. And I just remember like sitting in my dorm room, like, how do you snowboard? Because I was going up with all of my friends who were like uh, super amazing. We didn't even have any of the small runs open. So I was like, all right, I'm just getting sent on a blue my first time. And we have this like horrific catwalk the second you get off of the um, chairlift. And it was it was fun, but God, it was a hard time. And I was just sitting there like, how do I turn? How do I do this? And like all of your videos popped up and I was just like binging them for so long. <laughs> oh, awesome. Oh, cool. Did it help for the next time you went? Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah. I mean, I think like awesome. I, I got S turns on my first time. So I mean, something clicked. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Oh, nice. Did you feel like you have like this, not have, but like had an impact on people shifting from like physically watching people improve snowboarding to like online teaching people did you get like that feedback from people and you're like oh this is like really working or was it just more of like this is fun and I'm making some money off of it and like obviously people are watching and gaining something from it but yeah I think I mean I think I saw that there was a a positive feedback like right from the start mm -hmm. um and just with like, yeah, the number of views and comments, people were like, yeah, leaving super nice comments. Mm -hmm. um, so that was like, I think it was going well from the start, just from, and I, I think I tried to make it too that I made the videos that were the most, that I thought would be the most successful or the most like um, the people, the videos that people would want to see the, the most. Mm -hmm. um, so that feedback was pretty positive straight away um from the comments and from the views the the challenge for me was i didn't have any like background in like video editing or mm -hmm. like any of any of those like any of those things so the learning curve for me was was a little bit hard um and then also just the like it's so different when you have like a boss or like you have a job where you have to show up for and like go to work and mm -hmm. I found that was kind of a challenge of working for yourself and just having to be disciplined of like, okay, today I'm going to like spend six hours editing a video yeah. or, <laughs> or I'm going to spend like a day just like writing down video ideas. Um, I was like, okay at doing that, but it wasn't like, yeah, it probably, it did take me a little bit, a little while to kind of have the discipline to, to just be an entrepreneur and like, yep. just be like, okay, okay, like whatever work I put into this is what I'm going to get out. Mm -hmm. um, and it was also, it was kind of weird because not like at that point, like people weren't really like filming themselves on the mountain, like talking yeah. to a ca camera, um, going up with friends, you know, filming that was like not a thing yet. Yeah. So that it was a little bit weird. And I mean, I didn't mind putting myself out there, but it was, it was a little bit of a struggle to like, just actually, yeah, take that risk and be kind of vulnerable online. Mm -hmm. So yeah, even with my content, like I didn't have videos that like I was in for, I think like two or three years, like into the channel, it was just like all narration and Mm -hmm. um and I can remember like friends kind of giving me feedback and saying like you know 
like i mean my friends at the time they didn't know like what was kind of social media like what was happening either so they were just like oh yeah it's probably good that you don't show your face because then people are gonna like see you like at the mountain or or whatever it was um yeah so so that was kind of i think that all that kind of like slowed the growth a little bit Mm -hmm. um just all those like kind of natural things of like yeah it being a new new kind of industry like yeah me learning and it being kind of hard to just put yourself out there like that um and like with social media you always get negative feedback at points too and that was like a weird thing to kind of uh, handle as well as getting yeah negative comments or mm-hmm. or just people yeah writing an, a bad article about you or something and yep. so that so that was weird getting that kind of internet uh, criticism yeah it's um, weird when you're like trying to do something to help people and like you have good intentions behind it and then people are like bashing you on random stuff that like might not even be about <laughs> what you're doing and like I yeah, can't even yeah. imagine like I'm not some amazing snowboarder I don't like put out there how to snowboard because I don't have the credentials to do that but I couldn't even imagine like the backlash of people that are like you suck at this you should be doing it like that like I could I'm sure it's a lot (laughs) yeah yeah no it's uh it's a weird thing to yeah it's a weird thing to deal with because I mean most of the time too it's people that you would never you've never met you'll never see you have no idea who's like on the other side other side of the comment um yeah, so that was weird. Um, but, and yeah, so that was, I think, yeah, it was, it was weird. So the channel was doing well, but it was like, yeah, there was weird things in hindsight that were kind of uh, keeping it um, from going forward. I think once I, what one thing that did help me is I did actually move to the city, to Vancouver for a year. Mm-hmm. And um, I was just a bit burnt out on Whistler in general. Um uh, the other thing I should mention too is is when the first like three or four years of the channel, it was I was very uh, it was kind of isolating too because I went from uh, a job where you have like all your work friends and like the whole like social life mm-hmm. of uh, you know going to work every day to you know trying to make your own business. It can be like a pretty like lonely endeavor. Yeah. Um, so just being in my apartment, you know, working on videos and then going snowboarding and just talking to a camera like not even another person Um, (laughs) uh, so that it was kind of like a lonely kind of three or four years Um, but I do remember I went to I moved to the city to Vancouver for a year and I started bumping into people in the city who were like what who were watching the videos and that like gave me like a, a really huge boost of like I was like, oh, wow, like this has really gotten out of like the Whistler bubble or just out of mm-hmm. snowboarding. And um, and then once that started happening, that kind of gave me a lot of confidence. And I got excited about like, like, oh, I can't wait to move like back to the mountains, really get into like going hard on the channel, like full time. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And then when I did go to the mountain, too, I was like seeing people. I remember I I put out some videos on Butters like how to do a like a tri a butter tripod and mm-hmm. some other like butter videos and then i would see people on the run like doing these tricks which i would like i would never see like before like i started the youtube channel i was like oh damn there's a lot of people like doing tripods like yep. down the hill <laughs> and then i was like and then people would like yeah people would yell out um yeah people would be like kevin or like snowboard pro camp and so when that when that kind of stuff happened i was like oh this is like yeah this is actually 
uh, reaching people and like, yeah, helping them and people are stoked on it. And I yeah. think so when you get that combination of uh, good feedback and, and inspiration, then after that, I think that's when the, I yeah really got into more of a groove and more putting out content to where the channel is now. So yeah, that really helped. Yeah. I think it's hard when you do something online, especially when you're like one of the first people to start doing something online and make money online and it's not a regular thing. And you're just kind of like up in the air of whether it's going to work or not. Like nowadays people know if you really put in the time, you do it, like you can make it work. It's definitely more of like a normalized thing, but when you're doing it like that and it's new and you don't know the people that you're helping and you don't get the recognition, it's kind of hard to be like, is this helping? Is, am I actually doing anything? And it definitely helps so much when you like, whether it's a comment or whether it's in person and someone's like recognizes you or like says something helped you. You're like, wow, that like actually means so much because you're putting in all this time and you're like hoping someone gets something from it, but you're just like, I don't know. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. That was, that was like dead on. Like I was just, yeah. In my apartment making these videos. I'm like, is this actually like my lifestyle at the moment at, at that moment was so much worse than it was before, like having friends and going to the mountain and, and teaching yeah. people one-on-one. Cause yeah. yeah, you get that immediate feedback and you get, yeah, you get, you get friends and you get like, yeah, social life. And then I was like three years into just working away on my computer and, uh, and yeah, I was like, what, yeah, what what's going on here? But yeah, eventually. And there was also, because it was, yeah, like you're saying too, it's like this new thing of and my friends were saying to me like oh well like like why are you doing this like is (laughs) like is there any or my parents too were like you know my dad was like oh well is there any like future in this are you wasting your time um you know why don't you go back to working for the mountain like all these things and and like those are all like reasonable things because it was totally like an unproven uh place and the another thing that kind of gave me some hope was just seeing like my goal was always to earn the same amount of money that I would have if I was uh, just teaching snowboarding for the mountain. And so when I started to see like that, that was actually going to happen, that gave me a lot of confidence too, because I was like, okay, this is maybe sustainable, um, you know, just so that I can actually, you know, afford to buy a lift ticket and, you know, buy rent, you know, afford rent for my apartment and, food to eat and all that kind of stuff so um yeah eventually eventually it worked out (laughs) yeah for real I I can't even imagine like you just jumping right into it too like that I would be so terrified and be like well we'll see what happens (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah but I think I mean a lot of I think a lot of people that move to a resort town or that get into snowboarding it kind of takes somebody outside of the norm as well like I'm sure like being at high cascade that going to that place like who goes summer snowboarding like there's such a oddball thing to do um so i mean yeah you kind of have to be a bit of a risk taker and be a bit strange to to do stuff like that so yeah definitely well let's kind of talk about that so like we mentioned it earlier i met kevin at i wasn't in high cascade i was in tommy's summer camp but you work with high high cascade a little bit and so we met up there just lapping a jump trying to get my team dog but <laughs> do you want to like talk about what you do with high cascade and like how you caught into doing that and going summer snowboarding every year yeah for sure um yeah shout out tommy bennett too he's uh killing it with his channel as well 
Yeah. Um, um, yeah. So I think, I mean, I didn't know about high cascade or Oregon or summer snowboarding or anything like that until maybe like seven or eight years ago. And mm-hmm. I think, I think there were some YouTube videos that started popping up, um, and showing clips from not even from camp, but from like pros who are maybe riding at camp. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I thought that was kind of, that looked really interesting. And at that point, I think at some point, maybe five years into the channel, I started to try to, I'm like, okay, maybe I can, you know, work on the channel year round, do videos year round. So yeah, high cascade seemed like that could be a good option to like go down and film. Mm-hmm. So Yes. At some point I reached out to, I emailed, um, uh, Kevin English, who's, um, I'm not exactly sure what his title was at the time, but yeah, he's like one of the OGs of the, of the camp. And yeah, I got a really positive response from Kevin. Uh, we talked on the phone for like 45 minutes, um, about the channel, about the video content. Um, he was, you know, really, excited about the videos which was important to like you know be potentially collaborating with somebody who is like stoked on the on the videos mm-hmm. and and yeah we worked out something where he would help out with some lift tickets the first season and I would just come down um, and I was with TJ too board archive at that time mm-hmm. and we would we would just go down and make videos kind of promote the camp um, not from like within the camp kind of perspective, but just as a, at that time too, they had their own uh, park lane. So it wasn't just a public park. It was like the high cascade only um, terrain park. Mm -hmm. So yeah, our goal was just to go down there, make a bunch of content and try to help promote the camp uh, in exchange for some lift tickets. So the first season, I think it it went really well. Uh, The next season, talked to them again they invited us back and i think this time they gave us lift tickets and accommodation uh, which was really cool um and yeah the lift tickets a high cascade there or not a high cascade for timberline for the resort are pretty expensive so that yeah. was huge to have help with the the lift tickets and then to have accommodation on top of that that was huge so um mm-hmm. yeah just worked hard trying to do like the best videos to help promote the camp and I think then the third time we went back, it was the same kind of deal. And, and this time I think the content had actually, you know, kind of gotten through to more adults um, mm-hmm. and, and like youth campers too. And TJ and I, we just got like, it was like, we were just talking to people all day who, who had seen the videos or who had seen a, a, us at High Cascade one of the years before Mm -hmm. And so I think it was like the third season was a really like special one, just like meeting people, uh, meeting campers, hanging out, uh, going to like the, all the events and everything like that. So Mm -hmm. yeah, that was a really special one. And it felt like it really, yeah, had a positive, uh, just overall impact. Um, and then, and then I think we did another year where we worked something out where, you know, anyone that signed up to camp through us, there was like a, it was like a commission kind of thing and that went well. And I think then that there was like two or three years of COVID. Uh, so like, yeah, for, so for me being in Canada, like I couldn't get to camp, I couldn't actually get into the U S. Um, so that kind of just delayed things a little bit. 
And, uh, and then there was actually a season where I was just at Mount hood to ride. I think I just felt like I needed a, a, a summer to ride for myself. And I just rode at Mount hood all summer, mm-hmm. uh, just, just for myself and for fun. And I didn't even make any video content. I was just kind of You're just some like soul. Yeah. Just some soul snowboarding and, um, just to have some fun. And it was funny because the very last day I was there, I actually ran into Kevin again. And he was like, he's like, oh, he's like, we miss you this year. Like, you know, we'd be great to have you back next year. So, um, yeah, we got back in touch. And I guess this past year was, yeah, the first time in maybe four years that uh, was like back at camp. And yeah, it was, I mean, this past one was amazing. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, love High Cascade, love the whole vibe, all the coaches, campers. Uh, Mount Hood is such a special place. Yeah. So same. I mean, it's it's a spot to be. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, for anyone listening, if you've never really heard about Mount Hood in Oregon, like it has a really special place in just snowboard culture. A lot of pros like grew up going to High Cascade, or just if you go in the summer, you'll see all of your idols. Like I swear, they're all up there. It's wild. And <laughs> if you have the ability, the money to go out, either doing a summer camp or just going to ride there, you definitely should. It's a really cool place. Not a lot of terrain, but just everyone there is just chill, vibing, trying to learn new tricks. And like, it's super, super slushy snow condition. So it's not like you're there to ride pal. You're there just to like hang out and have a good time. So super fun. Highly, highly recommend. Yeah. Perfect place to like try those tricks that you've been waiting to learn because yeah. you got that slushy landing so it's perfect yeah the airbag too oh yeah then you got the airbag yeah you got it all and you got amazing yeah. coaches so yeah you can just go and and hug yourself <laughs> yeah seriously I, i'm so sad i never like knew about high cascade and didn't like start snowboarding until i was 18 so i couldn't ever go to the actual like kids camp but I watch all those little kids there and I'm just like, dang, that sounds like the most fun week of your life. Like I wish I had that. Oh, yeah. Up. <laughs> yeah, for sure. I feel like, yeah, if you're, if all those young kids are, especially if you want to yeah, be a high level snowboarder or like possibly compete, like those, all those kids are getting a huge head start. Mm-hmm. And you get to ride with your idols. Like every, I don't know if this is a normal thing, but at least last year, like every week of camp was a different, um like snowboard company so like capital week burton week all those kinds of things and they bring out their pro team and you're just like riding with them it's just it's so cool <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's amazing yeah it's and, and yeah just the whole vibe yeah just ton- everyone's stoked everyone's happy to be there you feel like it's the center of the world for snowboarding like at that moment it, it's so cool yeah well you do this full time, your whole life basically revolves around snowboarding, but I wanted to just kind of talk about like who you are and what you do outside of snowboarding and what your life looks like, because it's not really out there on the internet, which I get, <laughs> you don't want right. to put everything out there, but if there's anything you would like to share just to get people to like know more about you, I'd love to learn that. Like what kind of hobbies do you do other than like snowboarding, snowboard filming? Um. Oh, that's interesting. It's kind of weird because I mean, snowboarding has kind of consumed my life. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, yeah, I'll try to like, yeah, let me think of the things that maybe are still outside of snowboarding or used to be. Because um, <laughs> yeah, I mean, even this past summer, you were at High Cascade and then didn't you go down to like South America too? And so you were still snowboarding like year round. 
Yeah. Yeah. was in New Zealand and then was in uh, Austria for a bit. And then, yeah, I came here. Um, but yeah, well, yeah. What, what else? I mean, before I got into snowboarding, it was, I mean, I think I mentioned this, but it was like, uh, yeah, like sports teams, baseball, hockey, like things like that. So I've always been, I've, I've always like enjoyed being like doing athletic things. Um, you know, dodgeball in gym class. That was my favorite um, 30 minutes of the day. Um, I was, I would say I was a pretty like shy kid. Like I was, I wasn't that talkative or like didn't never spoke out in class. Uh, mm -hmm. didn't have that many friends. I had like a few friends that were like good friends that, you know, we'd, we'd go and do stuff. I'd go and do stuff with, but yeah, I was pretty shy overall. Um, never thought I would have any kind of job or career where, where I was speaking to cameras or to people uh oh. that was never my like strong suit um so yeah it was always like yeah quiet but into sports and i think yeah anytime before i kind of really got into to like snowboarding just so much i guess i'd like to spend you know I'd like to do outdoorsy things too like go on hikes or go to yeah. a lake or to a beach yeah. um i really love traveling so i've been been lucky to like have traveled a lot I've been to Europe a few times. Um, love going to, I mean, my favorite country is probably Italy, mm -hmm. uh, just for the the art and the culture and the food. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm really into, I love, I'm, I'm a bit into food stuff too. Like I love uh, always checking out new restaurants. Um, yeah. I'm vegan. I'm vegan, which is maybe a bit different. Uh, okay. That, that can sometimes be a lot of, time in my life just looking for vegan options on menus and stuff and is there good um, vegan options in italy uh there surprisingly are yeah huh. uh so a lot of like the pizza pizza chains in italy will have like vegan cheese so oh, wow. you can do that um and i think like and if even like if a lot of italian food in restaurants a lot of it is like like vegetarian or you can just like take out, like have no cheese and have it vegan. Mm -hmm. So like a lot of like pastas with like tomato sauce and vegetables and, and yeah. that kind of thing. That's true. Yeah. That's so cool it's, Italian, Italian is pretty vegan friendly. Um, so that's like, I wouldn't say it's like a hobby, but it's something I'm like interested in is like health and um, yeah, just trying to be healthy and trying to be outdoors. Um and I'm I'm really into movies as well. Love watching uh kind of into maybe like horror movies. That'd be my favorite genre. Yeah, um, same. <laughs> oh, cool. <laughs> Have you seen any good ones recently? Uh recently? Not really. I feel like honestly, I feel like ever since COVID, like the movies coming out have kind of sucked. <laughs> maybe okay. that's an unpopular opinion, but <laughs> have you seen uh Oh, what's it called? Uh, the Iron, the Iron Claw, or the Iron I, Fist? No, I haven't seen that. Oh, it's so good. It's uh, it's about a family of wrestlers. Uh, it's okay. like a, a a dad who's like he was the original Iron Claw, and then he retires, and then his four boys kind of like he encourages to get into wrestling. Mm -hmm. Um, but it's not like it's not about the wrestling. It's about the family dynamic. Okay, and it's a it's a pretty heavy drama mm -hmm. um yeah i'm actually horror movies but also like kind of indie dramas i really love too um i don't know if you know the studio they're a24 films 
Mm-mm. but they kind of they kind of make movies that are a bit like like low budget but interesting stories and mm-hmm. heartfelt stuff yeah that's so, super cool what about youtubers is there youtubers outside of snowboarding or like health that of, you like yeah i watch a lot of like health and fitness youtubers so nice like, probably not any people that you would know like know of but a lot of like female like health and fitness people that just do like vlogs or i don't know like workouts stuff like that oh cool it's yeah. really inspiring to watch and helpful for sure yeah I learned a lot and it just like helps me create habits and stuff that maybe I wouldn't otherwise I'm like oh that's like a smart thing to do and implement that into my routine yeah habits are so important like once you make something a habit it's it's so easy mm-hmm. seriously and you said you were I kind need- of into health a little bit and that's kind of like my whole thing so I'm curious like do you do anything specific for snowboarding that you think has like benefited just like growing up and snowboarding all the time it's naturally gonna take a toll on your body yeah um I mean so that's kind of how I got into the into the vegan thing is maybe yeah, it was maybe 10 years ago um mm-hmm. I felt like yeah from all the snowboarding and small injuries and everything I just kind of felt like I was, yeah, like broken. Like my body was like, I could, I remember walking back from the grocery store and kind of like, it was painful just to walk at that point. And, uh, I think in my twenties, maybe I was like too reckless with my lifestyle, like what I was eating, what I was doing outside of snowboarding. Yeah. So almost like no, like pre or post snowboarding, like stretching or workout or I would go to the gym, but that my gym habit was more like the traditional, like lift heavy weights to try to, to try to like, you know, get big muscles and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And so that was probably not helpful for snowboarding and like, yeah, diet wise, I think I just ate like what I thought was good for me. Like just from, you know, what my parents like kind of taught me, like taught me to eat. So nothing, uh, I you know, nothing that was outside of just like a standard diet. And um, yeah, probably rehab wise too. I like, I wasn't good with like, I didn't have any massage balls or rollers or um, bands or anything like that to kind of like help me out. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I was kind of broken uh, when I, yeah, about 10 years ago. And then I started thinking like, okay, I need to take care of myself. So I started learning about the vegan thing and, and tried that and that made me feel better. Um, I started getting into, I mean, I did at the time I was really into yoga. I was trying to do Mm -hmm. that, like, uh, you know, like every day and also have like all the different tools, like, yeah, rollers and and massage balls to kind of, um, you know, kind of maintain everything and kind of help, like help me out after a hard day of riding. Mm -hmm. Um, and then also like learning to, to rest too. Um, I don't think, you know, when I was in my, 20s I was just like going hard like every single day you know snowboarding as hard as I could you know going out at night all the time and just not even not resting not getting good sleep not like doing any of that stuff and so yeah I just started to try to become more aware of all the all all of those things and um yeah so I think yes it's so important and I definitely have gotten more into it my my habits like aren't perfect I think like things like stretching and and some 
uh, mobility, like good mobility exercises, I probably need to turn into habits, but Mm -hmm. yeah, I know, I do know I need to do them. Uh, I just, I'm not not that good with like implementing. So I'll have to start watching all your videos. I have been like (laughs) checking out your videos from time to time. So I'll have to like get into like a, uh, a strong routine of watching your stuff and, and putting that into my day to day. Yeah, something I like to tell people and like honestly tell myself is it doesn't need to be some super complicated thing. Like you don't need to do some extensive warm up, some extensive recovery with different stretches and mobility and workouts. Like if you're doing it properly and you're strength training through a full range of motion, like that, there is mobility. Like that's what mobility is. So you don't need to like do any extra stuff, honestly, other than that. And like, right. like you said, like just doing like strength in terms of like bodybuilding strength isn't going to translate but if you're loading full range of movement which is a whole different kind of strength like that's going to translate over so much better oh amazing maybe after this you could like share with me your like three top like here use these three things and keep it simple (laughs) and it'll help yeah totally totally yeah yeah because yeah there is like so much out there too like i i'm like on like on TikTok, I follow a lot of people <laughs> who give advice and it, it's just, yeah, it's overwhelming because I mean, everything sounds good. It's like, oh, I should do this and I should do that. And mm-hmm. I should be like hanging from like monkey bars and I should be <laughs> like, <laughs> I should be doing like, uh, what are they called? Pistol squats, like, yeah. like all these like really cool things. But I mean, then, and then you do them for like one day and then you're like, yeah. okay, well, what what else am I missing? What else should I be doing? Yeah, I think that's the hardest part. And maybe you'll agree at our content is a little bit like different. But for me, I'm like, that's the hardest part with me putting content out there is I'm like, I feel like it gets overwhelming because people see so many like different things. And in my brain, it all makes sense. Because I'm like, if you follow one specific plan, and you just do like this one thing, it's easy. But then you see all these like random comments or content out there. And you're like, I don't know, which one should I be doing? How do I like, put <laughs> these things together and put this together? And it can get super, super confusing. So I get that. Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I think for you too, you probably know like the foundation, the foundational things that are like, it's like, okay, these are the the core principles. And even if there's a hundred different ways to look at it, uh, when it all comes kind of back to the same like thing that it, that it's like, it's helping. Um, so, I mean, I think it's okay too, like to do like, uh, to talk about the same thing, but from a different angle and, mm-hmm. and it's, it's good to repeat sometimes and remind people. Um, yeah. And, and to keep it simple. Yeah. Simple is the best. Mm-hmm. For snowboarding for too, sure. just learning how to snowboard. Like, honestly, for me, the biggest thing was just like, put your chest up, squat down more, just like small little tweaks in the way that I was carrying myself that made like a giant difference. Absolutely. Yeah. I was thinking about that today, actually, that like stance, your stance over your board, like that one thing is like the most important thing in snowboarding. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, knees bent, like back straight, kind of having proper posture, yep. just like cent- centers you on the board. Um, I think like, yeah, Tommy too, he's like a perfect, perfect example. He's just like so stacked. And he has so, the and he... perfect stance. It's wild. <laughs> <laughs> he does. Yeah, Absolutely. Are you going to go back to camp again this year? I hope so. I haven't like put any actual plans into it, but I know I'm going to be out in uh, at Mount Hood, whether it's like in camp or just in general, I'm going out again because it's just 
too awesome of a place not to go again. For sure. Yeah. I think I'll be there too. Yeah. That'll be sick. Yeah. I think everyone listening should go. Let's fill up. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. Well, awesome. awesome. I guess I just kind of want to wrap this up by discussing like your future. Like what do you kind of want to do with Stowbird Pro Camp? You've been in it for so long. So do you have any like special things you might be doing this year that are like different or like a new project you want to start or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I mean, yeah, in the future, like one thing I, I really want to get into is uh, making snowboard content around like places of snowboard that are a bit less common. Uh, so mm -hmm. this this winter, I'm going to India for three weeks. And oh, wow. in like, yeah, in like the northern part of India, um, kind of like on the border with Pakistan, there's an area called uh, Kashmir. And oh. there's a resort there called uh, Gulmarg. And so we're going to go there for three weeks and uh, hopefully make like a whole series of, of snowboard vlogs and kind of document what it's like to, to snowboard there, the culture, the mm -hmm. whole like everything that's going on in snowboarding in, in India. And so that's like a project I'm really excited about. Um, I'd like to get, so I, I have been to Chile once, but I'd like to get back down to like Argentina and Chile, maybe again mm -hmm. next summer mm -hmm. and make some more vlog content there around. Yeah. Again, like their, the culture. Um, I think it's like, because it's like, it is so different. The, mm -hmm. the approach, um, the whole vibe, like, south american people like when i was there they're just so friendly and mm -hmm. welcoming and all that kind of stuff and so that adds like a lot i think to to snowboarding and and then on top of that the terrain there is like incredible like incredible sunsets and and scenery mm -hmm. and the trees the trees are totally different um so yeah i think a big goal for me going forward with the channel and i have been doing it a bit but is to make content in places that uh, people either, you know, are not sure of what snowboarding is like there or just like had no idea that you could even do it. Um, yeah. So I didn't places, know India had yeah. a place at all. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Me neither before, like, yeah, not too long ago. Yeah. That's um, and there's, yeah. And there's so many countries like that. Like, I mean, there's like great snowboarding in like Turkey um, and, uh, one of the guys I met at camp, uh, Gabe, he's, his background is, uh, Lebanese and he was saying in Lebanon, you can go snowboarding. Huh. Um, and yeah, all these, like, I mean, even places in China, I know like China was on the Olympics, yeah. but I feel like that, that didn't really show, um, in the Northern part of China, there's some actual like resorts that get a lot of snow and you can mm -hmm. do like cat skiing and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so yeah, just really trying to get to some unique places mm -hmm. and, and try to make snowboard vlogs that are, you know, part culture and part just showing this like unique, unique place to snowboard. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, I mean, so that's a huge goal. Um, another one going forward in the future is to maybe like start getting into doing some camps a little bit. Mm -hmm. um I've kind of like hesitated from getting into that because I like spent so so long like teaching in person um doing it for like over 10 years so like I'm you know I do love it but it's kind of something yeah I've done it so much yeah. but I have in the last like year two, two had some like really incredible experiences like at High Cascade 
mm-hmm. um, you know, not officially being part of camp, but just kind of being around it and, and doing some coaching. Yeah. Um, and it is like so rewarding. So I would like mm-hmm. to get into that in some different ways, um, maybe outside of the summer and outside of like necessary. It doesn't have to be like in the park and maybe it could be like a uh, free riding in, in Chile or maybe in Japan or something like that. Yeah. Um, or like over in, in China or some, some place like that. So I feel like those kinds of things are, are things I'd like to do because you get to meet people. It's different. Mm-hmm. Um, make those connections. Um, I mean, and the last, I think goal for me moving forward too, is to just, is to really collaborate with people who like, that I have a good connection with and that are kind of like, I guess it's like finding your people. So like finding this people that you vibe with that you just feel like you're at, on the same level in terms of whatever it is. I don't, I like, I don't even really, there's not really a thing you can, you can describe about it, but just continue yeah. to collaborate with like cool, interesting people that are on the like similar wavelength, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh <laughs> uh so i have like been getting into that more i think the last uh couple of years and like yeah finding those people um mm-hmm. so yeah i just want to continue to do that too um i mean everybody's great but i mean i just uh when you like have that connection with somebody and you're like oh this person is like really fun to to ride with or make videos with or mm-hmm. um like last year in, in tahoe i like made some like really good friends uh who aren't even in the snowboard industry who but just snowboarders who like know the channel who mm-hmm. i've had a chance to meet up with and uh now i feel like those some of those people are like friends for life um so like inside of the snowboard industry but also just outside in terms of like making friends um yeah just continuing to find like yeah those those people i feel like that mm-hmm. is uh that's probably number one is just to find cool people to to ride with and and all that kind of stuff so yeah i think one of the biggest things about snowboarding is community and so i think it's so it's so amazing to find those people where you're like not only is like this my favorite thing in the world to do but like it's so much more fun doing it with those people absolutely yeah you must have uh is there a good uh community at snowball Mm mm-hmm yeah, because awesome. it's a small town, and I went to college up here, so a lot of my old college friends still live up here. So yeah, it's super fun. Oh, amazing! I have a, a friend who lives there. His name's uh, Garrett Oaken, mm-hmm. and he he like he's he's actually one of the people who helped me. Like he was a student that I taught at, in Whistler, and then he was like a we be, like remained friends, and he like was pretty supportive of the channel early on. Um, but yeah, he lives there now and raves about snowball. And I've been like, I thought that living in Utah, I just like pop down and see him maybe for like a weekend, but the snow has been so dry that <laughs> I mean, I want to come to snowball when it's good too. I don't, but yeah, yeah maybe I just don't come right now. Okay. <laughs> we have nothing open. Like it's still fun. I think we honestly have more snow here than like someone sent me a picture of Mount Baker the other day. And I was like, Oh God, at least we don't look like that. But Right. Um, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but I mean, yeah, there's there's not much. We don't have a lot of chairlifts and runs to begin with. So when they're not all okay. open, it's like you have a couple options and it's it's eh. <laughs> it's still fun. Okay. But yeah, like honestly, I do the same run, same park every day because that's kind of all we have. Okay. Well, when the snow is decent, I'll come down and 
yeah, ride with you and, and meet up with Garrett too. We'll have like a good day. That'd be oh, yeah, awesome. That'd be super fun. Hopefully the whole mountain's open and we can get like the full the full They're experience. They're still claiming that we're supposed to get like a giant snow season this year, but it's just going to hit late. I'm like, I don't know if I believe you, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. Our like, our confidence is starting to wane or yeah, it's like yeah. Getting, getting defeated a little bit. 100%. <laughs> Well, thank you so much for coming on. This has been a super fun conversation. For everyone that's listening, if you don't already, go follow Snowboard Pro Camp, YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, anything else? I think that's it, right? I think, th- I think those are all of them, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you also have like a blog too. So I'll link his uh, um, website down below. You guys should definitely go check it out. And yeah, thank you again for coming on. Hopefully we can ride soon. Thanks, Kaylee. Yeah, this was amazing. Super fun.